You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Vision Sunday at the Father's House, and it's been really, it's been really funny. I've been thinking about this for a really long time, and um, usually, you know, just trying to feel like a, a word for this year. What is the word for this year? What's God doing? What's God? Where is He taking us? And you know, what is the vision of our church? But how many of you know we already have the vision of our church? Amen. And the vision of our church is to, to be healthy, to become whole, not just to be saved, get a ticket to heaven but actually let God do the internal work to change us, to be conformed into his image, to look more and more like Jesus and less and less like ourselves. Amen? How many of you know there's still more work to do in that area for all of us? <laughs> amen? I said all of us. Amen? So let me, um, I got a few things. We're going to switch gears just a little differently this morning. Um, some things God put on my heart. Uh, I saw, I'm actually going to start changing the name of, of Vision Sunday to Celebration Sunday. Uh, we want to celebrate all God has done this past year, um, just with local ministries that we partner with around the city. Uh, also, I want to celebrate just what God has done in our church with people in our church. How many of you would be bold enough to say, man, God's done some awesome things in my life personally this past year? Would you raise your hand? Isn't that amazing? And this is what it's all about. This is what church is really about. It's not just about gathering and services and messages and formula, but it's about God beginning to actually change his people to look more like him. Amen. And so we just, we just don't want to see you come and, and get information and get sermons and get songs and, and not let it ever produce transformation outside of this place. Amen. Awesome. So uh, I was thinking, uh, you know, what's our vision? Well, our vision is we're a healthy home for the city, that God has been speaking about these things. And I've been thinking about where is he taking us? Well, I, let me just make it very clear. He's taking us into maturity. And that's the same thing he's been doing for years, and it's the same thing he's going to continue to do. Um, if you're looking for a prophetic word about 2024, about the election, or what's going to happen with the economy, I don't have one. But I do have something for you, that this is a year of jubilee, that this is a year of God restoring people, God seeking and saving the lost. It's a few things I know for sure that will happen in 2024. People will be born again. Marriages will be restored. People will be healed in their physical body. People will be healed in their emotional being. God will restore families. God will reconcile uh, marriages. God will bring the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. That will happen for sure this year. And I believe that we don't have to partner with whatever the news or whatever, the, uh, whatever they're trying to prophesy over this year, but we can always partner with what God is saying. And I believe God is, his kingdom is advancing every single year. There has not been a year of history where the kingdom of God is not advanced. And it will continue to at this church and in this region and in this nation and all across the globe. Can somebody say amen? So... So people ask me, what do you think is going to happen with the election? If, if I knew, if I wish I knew, I don't know if I'd even say it. Uh, what do you think is going to happen this year? You know, I really don't know. But I do know that we have to stay focused. And our focus is not just on what's going to happen. And listen, you'll know if you'll hear from this pulpit, yes, go out and vote. Yes, go out and run. Yes, go out and try to be salt in this city. All of that. But one thing we know for sure, he's calling us to make disciples. 
He's calling us to grow in our faith. He's calling us to share the gospel. If we, we gotta get those things down, amen? He's calling you to go to marriage workshops. He's calling you to go to parenting workshops. You know who the parenting workshop's for? Every parent. <laughs> I don't need that. Yes, you do. I do. We all do. If you don't need help with your kids, you're lying. If you don't need help with your marriage, you're also lying. But come on, he's taking us from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. And so um, I want to start off by highlighting a few local ministries. Uh, I'm going to be inviting a few people up that I've contacted to come and share briefly. Uh, I have quite a few to come up today. Uh, the first few are going to come up from local ministries here in town. And uh, honestly, it's awesome because these local ministries, their uh, leaders are actually in our church, uh, which is amazing. And so we just want to make some room uh, to honor some of them. They're just going to come up and give a brief testimony about what God's been doing in their organizations, some things that we give to financially, uh, some things also that we'll continue to give to more financially as the year goes on. Um, hmm. How many of you know God wants us to be generous? <laughs> and at this church, we give. Um, and we give to organizations. We give to missionaries. give to a lot of different things. And that's something we will always do is be a generous church. Amen? Amen. So can we honor, let's see here. Can we give it up for, they don't know what order they're going in, so it's kind of a trick. It's a game. Nobody knows. Uh, and all, to all the ushers, we're going to do communion at the end, if you're wondering, as the audible we called. Uh, can we give it for Pastor... Herzog, as he comes to share, he's the chaplain of our Good News Jail and Prison Ministry. That was pretty good, pretty good, church. Uh, just, just a brief moment, uh, Pastor Herzog, I call him Pastor Herzog because he was my pastor when I was a little kid, maybe, I don't know how old I was, seven, something like that. Uh, but anyways, Pastor, would you share a little bit, please? Thank you, Pastor. Privileged to be here today. Privileged to be the Good News Jail and Prison Ministry Chaplain at our local jail. Uh, Pastor Mike asked me to maybe share a testimony. A couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we were leaving a restaurant and we got out the door and somebody had followed us. And uh, don't remember exactly what he said, Chaplain, good to see you, something like that. But Anyway, he shared that uh, he was in town, uh, from out of town, he was sharing, and it was a former inmate. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't recognize him because uh, I think one reason all I see in the jail is a lot of orange. There's orange uniforms, there's green uniforms, uh, orange for the men, green for the federal inmates, yellow for the female inmates. And so I don't always recognize everybody or anybody that comes up and uh, we do get to see a few people come up and say a few things but he said he was in from Lexington and he was doing well had an apartment uh, had a job doing well but he was in town he was going to attend uh, a funeral and uh, he was pretty broken up about it uh, he shared that it was a young lady, and uh, he knew her. He knew her, and his heart was broken, and uh, and her death, uh, from all indications, was because of uh, drugs. Uh, and let me just share that uh, being in the jail uh, most of the week. 
that uh, you hear a lot of death messages and emergency messages, and there are a lot of deaths related to inmates where there's drug overdoses, suicides, and uh, it is very sad. Of course, the answer for uh, sin it is Jesus, and we have the privilege of uh, sharing the gospel, preaching the gospel, uh, making relationships in the jail, and seeing God do a lot of neat things. Uh, but he was heartbroken, and uh, he asked for prayer, and uh, we prayed right outside the door of that restaurant. And uh, my wife, Joy, said, uh, you, you've really encouraged us today by uh, coming to talk to us. Like, he was in the restaurant. I didn't recognize him, but he came out. And So it is a great privilege to be at the jail. Uh, Jailer Art Mangleger wants the gospel in the jail. And uh, we're thankful for the volunteers that come in share Bible lessons. But when I meet with people, I tell them about Jesus. I share the word of God with them. I pray with them. And so we're thankful for the open door, and we're thankful for your generosity and the gifts that you give, which has been going on for a long time. We really appreciate it, Pastor. Can we lift our hands towards Pastor Herzog? Um. Yeah, we, he's the boots on the ground guy. We get to kind of come in like evangelists and be the <laughs> share a good gospel message. Um, Father, I just thank you for Pastor Herzog. I thank you, God, for the calling on his life, Lord. I thank you for um, just the, the spirit, the meekness that he carries, Lord, um, for all of these, these guys in jail, just to give them hope, Lord. Father, I thank you for the many uh, testimonies and just praise reports, even the ones he'll never hear or never see. But, Father, we just thank you for all the work that he's done and will continue to do. We God, just pray a special favor on him, favor on their ministry, favor on his house, on his family, his grandkids. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bless you. Give it up for Miss Latricia Duckworth. She comes to represent CareNet. She is the new executive director of CareNet. Come on, somebody. It's good to have one of our own lead in that place. It's an honor to represent to you CareNet of Owensboro. And I am, as I was thinking last night, Pastor called and asked me about speaking uh, shortly today. I recently shared here at the church uh, a few stories and told you about the ministry. But I can add some testimony today because God is working every day at CareNet, and I'm thankful for the vision of those who looked ahead in time. Uh, a little more than 50 years ago, nationally, CareNet National was birthed, and a little uh, about 20 years ago, CareNet Owensboro was birthed, and they looked ahead in time and saw the issue that was going to be before us about women needing support in pregnancy situations and sexual health situations. They looked ahead with vision and saw that there needed to be intercessors, and I'll use that word here in our church because we fully 
fully understand that. They need somebody who would be able to stand in the gap for them, pray for them, tell them the truth, love them with the love of Christ, someone who would stand in the gap as an intercessor does. They saw that and they put it in place. And Karenette Owensboro is doing that today because people like you, donors who are sitting here in front of me this morning, and our church as a donor and many in this community help us keep the doors open, the nurses present to give those pregnancy tests, the, the RDMS that gives the ultrasounds, the other nurses that do the STI treatments, and then the individuals who aren't necessarily abortion-minded, but they have need of support because of finances, lack of people being in their life who can help them to support them in that time. I didn't say that the last time I was here. We serve a lot of women who aren't abortion-minded, but our main our main focus is to be there for that woman who is minded or vulnerable that might take that life of that little baby and give up their child to uh, abortion because they felt the chaos of that moment. But the people at CareNet, are, I can fully say that it is a fully directed Christian ministry. The people at CareNet are standing in the gap for those women and helping them to make good choices. Many of them do choose. I think the number, I tried to get a hold of my nurse last night and get, didn't get the number, but I think the number is about 78% of those who come to us minded or thinking of an abortion, about 78% of those who are at risk choose life once they are served at CareNet. And I do know that over a thousand, something like a thousand one hundred individuals came through our doors in 2023 for pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, parenting or prenatal classes, and when they go through those parenting and prenatal classes, they're able to get material supplies that helps them to walk alongside them during their pregnancy and help them to feel supported and able to bring that child into the world, prepared to bring that child into the world. Because what we have seen down through the years is that women who have chosen abortion, and perhaps you're one who is sitting in the room with us this morning, they find that they deal with that many, many, many ongoing years. And so we want to prevent those who are trying to make a decision from making that choice. So we're standing in the gap and we're doing that because you church are helping us to do it. And we offer a uh, retreat that is outside of this city for uh, with a group of uh, Christian ladies who have some of them had abortions and, and Jesus has helped them to come through and receive healing and forgiveness. We have that retreat available. If you know of anyone or if you are someone who's had an abortion and it still has bothered you and plagued you, I invite you to contact me and let us know that you need some help to find the healing that you need and the release of that and receive the full forgiveness of Jesus Christ. I know you're probably Christian, but that doesn't mean you still don't need freedom and healing. So one story, uh, beautiful, awesome thing. As I said, I appreciate the vision because a few years ago, uh, they had the vision that they wanted to add a service called abortion, recovery, abortion pill reversal. So they saw a few years ago that the abortion pill was going to become a very 
detrimental thing in our culture. Not too many girls go to abortion clinics anymore. They order a pill online. They can get it as long as they have a phone and a credit card. And a lot of times it's coming from a country that has not really validated that medicine to be accurately what it's supposed to be. And they get that pill and they take that pill and they have an abortion on their own in their home alone with nobody there to help them or support them. Many times they have a lot of medical issues with that and they go to the emergency room and all the data that they receive tells them to tell the emergency room that they're having a miscarriage. Don't tell them you're have, you took an abortion pill. So the, the hospital doesn't know really how to treat them. But somebody had the vision a few years ago to say, uh, let's learn how we can stop that if they change their mind, if they regret having taken that pill. And so a few years ago, uh, Karenet started uh, offering the abortion pill reversal process. And just a few weeks ago, a young lady took that pill and immediately felt regret. She didn't want, she wished she hadn't. How many of you have ever done something that you knew was wrong and then you wished you hadn't done it? Almost every one of us, she regretted it. And thank God for the vision. She got a hold of us. She got the prescription for abortion pill reversal. And the baby, this is like four weeks later, the baby's still doing well. We've done, we've done two ultrasounds on it. And the heartbeat is good. And it's continuing to grow. And we praise the Lord. That vision brought forth work that was able to save that little baby's life and her life from that regret of abortion. Thank you for your continued giving. If you know someone who's had an abortion or if you are one and you'd like to be involved with a healing retreat, please let us know. God bless you. Thank you. You didn't have to take your coat off, honey. Why don't you pray for her? Y'all didn't know Maddie's pregnant right now, so I said it makes sense. You didn't have to do that. I'm feeling so many emotions. God, we thank you for the baby that has made it. We thank you for the innovative minds of those that Latricia, she's rightfully said, who had vision, that carried vision and were willing to pierce the darkness with medical innovation and minds and science. God, I thank you that they were at the cutting edge of what the enemy was trying to do and they're thwarting what the enemy is doing. So I bless this woman. I thank you that you've given her vision as well, not just to carry on um, the vision of others, but also that you're downloading just new strategies in her heart and in her mind and how to lead this clinic and lead these people to minister to these women. God, I bless every woman that walks through the doors of CareNet. And I thank you for every baby's life that has been saved yes, because of this. God, we just give you so much glory and so much honor for every life saved. We just praise you right now. We just thank you. And we bless her. We bless CareNet. We bless every woman. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Come on, somebody just say more, Lord. Come on, more salvations in the jail. More salvations at Karenad. Amen. More babies being born. Amen. There's no greater right that we could possibly have on the earth than the right to be born, the right to live. Amen. Amen. Uh, this church highly, highly and deeply supports the right to life. 
Amen. And we'll stand completely always to protect the unborn. And if you don't, you need to, you need to pray again because you missed it. Amen. Amen. Not as many amens that time. All right. So we want to stand. We want to stand. And I love that part. It's like, hey, we're not here to shame you if you've done something wrong. We all have done something wrong. You know, we want to see people healed, restored. It's amazing. Amen. Also, all right, this time, let's get Miss Gwen Bennett and Shepherd's Hand Ministry. Uh, we partner with them. They're using our property to bless this community. We have this huge property. We might as well be using it. Uh, that's what Gwen has always suckered me into, especially all the unused rooms back in the day. She's like, well, what about these rooms? What about this room? What about this room? What about this place? What about this day? And it's hard to tell somebody no uh, when they're really doing uh, just the work of the ministry in the hands and feet of Jesus in the city. So can you get up for Gwen? She shares uh, about what's been going on this past year. There was a few times he said, you scare me when you walk into my office. <laughs> I just want to let you know that uh, when God called me to do um, a clothing ministry, I was unable to even turn over in bed without assistance. And I kept questioning because he kept waking me up at 3 o'clock every morning. He'd say, I knew he was talking to me. And I came from a Catholic background. I wasn't used to hearing the Lord's voice. But I knew for the first time in my life that he was speaking directly to me and that I was supposed to start a clothing ministry. And this started out in a little, uh, well, it wasn't a little, it was a big table, uh, a room that they kept tables in at Walnut Memorial Church. And my part of it was a little corner with a pile of dirty clothes. And then I graduated to a Sunday school room and then I graduated to a storage unit. And then I got a phone call and said, would you like to have a place to work? And it was over here behind uh, the church, the double wide trailer over there. Hadn't been used for seven years. We went in there and cleaned it up and it was our little piece of heaven, still is. Uh, I have 25 to 30 beautiful, wonderful, godly people that serve um, uh, people that need clothing, people that need food, and people that need furniture, and people that just need someone to pray with them. Uh, you know, it's important that we feed the hungry. It's important that we clothe the naked, and it's, it's important that we free the oppressed. And so when someone's hungry, it's kind of hard to concentrate on what God has for you. I'm going to tell you a little story um, that just happened this, this, this Christmas. And we had, people ask me a lot, I'm going to back up in just a minute, but people ask me a lot, do all those people need food? Have you ever seen the line of cars going around the back of the building? Okay. And I, I have people question, do, do they really need food? Let me invite you to come out and hear their stories. We have a man that walks to every car, every single car that comes around this parking lot, and he prays with every single person, and he, he did this after he had a stroke and could not even speak, but they hurt his heart. He could not even speak. He, you could not understand a word he said. And, but every person in that line knew his heart, and they heard his prayers. And he does not forget a face or a person. But we had three families come to us uh, in just the last few weeks. And one of them was a young lady, and uh, she is married. They had six children. Two were special needs children, 
And she came, and we all she asked for was clothes for her children. Didn't want anything for herself, nothing for herself. Just take care of my children. So we clothed them. Her van was packed to the hilt. We did finally uh, talk her into getting clothes for her and her husband. And um, I said, at the end of that, I said, can I pray with you? And she immediately started crying. She cried so quickly and so intense that the tears didn't drip off of her face. It was like a waterfall. It was like a waterfall. If you've never seen anybody cry like that, it will absolutely melt your heart. But we prayed with her, and we found out that her children had special needs as far as clothing. So Shepherd's Hand took care of that. But let me tell you, I'm up here to tell you the story of what happens in Shepherd's Hand. This is God's ministry. I'm not up here for a pat on the back or anything like that. He amazes me at what he does every day. He knows who's coming. He knows the need before we do, and he takes care of it. We did not turn away one child or one adult in 2023. God provided everything that was needed. So we moved in over here, and the first large uh, donation that I received was I prayed for coats. You know, God wants, I think he was teaching me a lesson. Sometimes we need to be a little specific. I didn't need two-thirds of, of a tractor-trailer load of coats because the tra- double-wide trailer over isn't that, that big. But that's what I got. I said, Lord, we need coats. We need every size coat, and we got them from an extra small all the way up to a 6X. And we are still giving out those coats. But I, I was interviewed by Teresa Rowe and, uh, on a Friday. And she asked me at the end of the interview, she said, Gwen, what does your ministry need? And I said, more space. On Monday, Pastor Mike called me. He said, Gwen, could you use some more space? And I said, was you listening to Teresa Rowe? And he goes, no. And little by little... He has given me a room after room after room. We have the doors closed, so really, when you walk through, you don't see actually what you have given us, the space you have given us. We do all four seasons all the time because we're ready for the next season when it comes up. And it is amazing. I I just got the numbers last night. I have a wonderful secretary that God has given me. My granddaughter has taken over the... the, um, the secretary, uh, the secretarial part, all of the, you know, all of the paperwork, that kind of thing. And she gave me the numbers last night. And only God, only God, and through this church, this church has, has been a blessing to us. I, we never even see them to say, hey, what are you doing, Gwen? They never asked me. Probably don't want to know. <laughs> really. But... This is what the numbers were. Last year, we gave out 9,729 boxes of food, feeding 6,969 families with a total of 26,437 people. The clothing, we had, we clothed 2,949 people and 207 received shoes, 212 received coats. Uh, Our children, just in case you don't know this, uh, children are allowed to get clothed four times a year. 
And if they have a growing spurt, they can get closed more often. But they are given anywhere from five to seven outfits for each season, plus coats, socks, shoes, underwear, anything that they, they would possibly need. And only God can provide, and he doesn't provide junk, let me tell you. He does not provide junk. This last week, he we got in one day 252 bags of clothing donated to Shepherd's Hand. Not only that, he donated seven pallets of food. Now, I have 25 volunteers, and we were all overwhelmed. So what happens? I wind up in the hospital and left it to them. <laughs> But let me tell you what, they told me I had to come out of the hospital using a walker. And I'm like, no, I don't. If I fall, God's going to pick me up and he's going to set me on my feet and we're going to continue the work that he has set for us to do. Thank you all for all of your support. We love you. Let's lift our hands towards Gwen. Lord, we just pray a supernatural touch on her body physically in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you're already providing even the next generation of workers and volunteers. Uh, Lord, even now, Lord, we just pray you'd call them in. You'd send them in, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Those who can carry this, uh, continue the work that you have. So, Father, we just pray for supernatural opportunities for prayer, for people to be saved in these lines. And I know they are, and they're getting encouraged and healings, God. We thank you, Lord, for the full work of the whole person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Awesome. All right, I got a few, I got a few more. Um, we're going to make this work. It's 11.55. Come on, somebody. Um, I want to I switch gears just a little bit just to some people in our church that that God has just really moved on and God has really just begun to shift things in their lives since they've been here at the church and um, just really exciting to see what God's doing. So Brock, where's Brock Strasner? I haven't seen you all day. Is that you? He didn't know he was going right now, but he does now. <laughs> Ready or not. Hey, give it for Brock. Brock's been new to our church and Brock's gonna share for about five minutes or less. <laughs> And like, so I didn't think you would have a lot to say, but just, just share with us, man, what God's been doing in your life, and just want to encourage all of us. Really cool. You've really encouraged me. So excited that you guys are here, and your lovely wife, Chastity, and your, uh, there's another one. They have a son as well, Blake. You can give it up for Blake. Sure, okay. We can give it up. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. Um, anyways, here we go. Yeah, so good morning. Uh, like uh, Pastor Mike said, uh, my name is Brock. Um, so for those of you that I haven't met personally, good morning and uh, nice to meet you. Um, no, uh, so when he called last night, I was like, wow, couldn't believe that. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, roughly about six months, I think, we've been uh, coming to the Father's house. So we are really new um, to to the house and to the family here, but um, uh, in the very beginning, you know, we kind of, um, we snuck into a, uh, I think maybe like the last two weeks of a small group at uh, the Hunts, Blake and Amy, come on, um, their house, our son was, uh, was going there, uh, and he kind of invited us, and we was like, eh, I don't know about that, like, you know, we don't want to intrude, but um, from the very get-go, they treated us like family when they didn't even know us. So 
that, uh, that really, you know, showed us a lot about uh, just a little glimpse of what the Father's house was about at that time. So, um, so then moving forward, you know, we, we, uh, we made the decision. We really felt the drawing to, to be here. Uh, so we, we decided to make a decision to come, went through the journey, uh, which is for all those who have been through the journey, that's a pretty awesome little class to get to know what this church is all about. Uh, never been, in, been through anything like that before, so that was very new uh, and refreshing. And then after that, um, of course, uh, the, the freedom, uh, the classes, and then also the freedom conference, which was just unbelievable. Um, if you haven't done it, what are you waiting for? I told, uh, I think maybe Pastor, after we had a small get-together, and it was like, we got to be doing this like more than once a year. I mean, this is unbelievable, but um, it is, it does give you something to look forward to, but you know, just a little bit about me um, personally, there's something that I've always struggled with in my life is just like, uh, just from a small child, just rejection and my self-worth, you know, like uh, no matter what room I walk into, um, it's like one of the first things I think of, what, what am I going to bring? What can I offer? What, what am I doing today that's going to make these people accept me or like me? And uh, so that's always been like a, a, real, a real thing with me. But, you know, going through the freedom, uh, the classes, and just sitting around with a, a group of men, uh, I, I didn't go into the, into the women's classes, so I'm, I'm assuming that they did the same thing. But to me, I think that, that women probably are a little bit more open. I don't know if that's the case or not, but, but men probably aren't. They're, we're a little bit more closed up, and we don't want to share our weaknesses, our faults, and our failures because we're men, you know? Um, so it was so refreshing to get to sit around and listen to other men uh, just who have experienced some of the same things that, that I had went through and thought that I was the only one that went through them. So... Um, Coming out of the freedom was just, it just really enlightened me to who I am. And, you know, I'm a son of God. I don't, I don't have to prove my worth. Like, my worth is me. Like, there's only one of me, and I'm his child, and, and that's all I have to do. I don't have to do anything else but just be me because that's all he wants is my heart. He doesn't want anything. He doesn't want any kind of gifts that I have. He doesn't want anything but my heart. So um, I just really encourage you once again. Make sure you get into that freedom uh, because it does give you freedom. Am I free of everything? Absolutely not. Um, it's, a, it's a journey that you just have to keep pushing towards and, and uh, you know, to walk it out. But uh, me and my wife are so happy to be here. We're thrilled of what uh, God is doing through the leadership team. You know, Pastor Mike and Maddie, Pastor Faith, Pastor Daryl, and sometimes Pastor Nathan. <laughs> nah, he's... I've watched this guy grow up, so seeing him up here do what he does and work with the youth, it's just amazing to see, so um, I just encourage you all to, to jump in and get behind um, Pastor Mike and his, his leadership team, because it's awesome, and looking forward to what God's going to do in the new year. Come on, let's pray for Brog. Raise your hands toward him. Come on, let's say it's that last say more, Lord. Come on, more freedom, more wholeness, more revelation. Lord, just, uh, God, I just thank you. He's even right now. Um, he just said the right things, Lord. I'm, a, I'm first a son. A first a son, Lord. So we just thank you that there's, we're not trying to prove ourselves to you, Father, or prove ourselves in this church or trying to get in front of anybody, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you've given him, Lord, that are valuable to the kingdom of heaven. So, Lord, we just honor him and his wife 
and his son, in Jesus' name, amen. It took, I, kinda, I was kind of holding back a little bit, Blake, but I decided I could let it out. Awesome. We have a couple more. Let's see. We're going to go just a little longer today. You'll be okay, okay? But it's good. Um, you're kind of used to it, I'm sure. Um, where's Kristen? Let's give it for Kristen Bennett. Is she even in this room? Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> sorry. Come on, Kristen. I'm a, you know, five, seven minutes or so. You got this. Um, Kristen's been here. How long have you been here? Four years? Three years? Four years? Five years. Wow. Um, man, just, I, I've seen just such an awesome change in this young lady and just actually just super proud of her. Um, just what all God's doing in her life. So God put her on my heart. Um, to come and just share what God's been doing in her life uh, the last however long. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Not good. All right. Um, So we started coming to this church, like he said, about five years ago. And... um, I come from a, a long line of broken families, and the people who did go to church, they were just really religious, and so I had got back in church. Um, I had had some wild spouts where I partied, did drugs, things like that. Um, after I had my boys, God started convicting me to come back to church um, just because I wanted them to grow up to know the Lord. So uh, we started going back to church. Um, With that being said, like, the inside of me was still so bound. Um, And so I was going to church, and I was doing all the right things and saying all the right things, but battling with depression, anxiety, addiction, uh, all of the things, I just didn't let anybody know it. Almost as if, like, I was not only trying to convince everyone else, but convince myself, too. Um, some things changed. We started coming to this church, and I remember the first time I came to this church, I sat way in the back, didn't talk to anybody. This was a pretty big church from what I was used to going to. And I remember Pastor Mike preaching about um, being religious, And I was like, okay, I guess I'm religious. Uh, Because if you smoked or drank or cussed, like, you're going to hell. You're not really a Christian. Even though I was doing the same stuff. And uh, playing it for so long, um, still in the inside, completely falling apart, could not hold it together. Uh, My family was suffering from it. Me and my husband couldn't stand each other. Um, the feeling was pretty mutual. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, um, fighting. You know, I, I didn't have my dad growing up and had a stepdad for a very short amount of time. So I didn't want my kids to grow up without their dad. And uh, it got real bad. We ended up being separated for, for months. I was actually living with my mom. He was staying at the house, uh, trying to justify my way out of the marriage. But deep down, I knew God didn't want me to get a divorce. Pastor Mike would tell me, like, you need to go home. And I'd be like, okay, thanks. 
trying to convince him that he could tell me I could get divorced. Uh, he didn't do that. <laughs> and uh, so finally I decided to, to go home and I had a friend invite me to a conference and um, still battling with addiction, but nobody knew I was battling with addiction. I had pain, so I, taking pain medication, just different stuff, um, but I was manageable. I wasn't out partying, so I thought I was okay. Um, you know, I'm home with my kids, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, so I, I'm not really a drug addict, uh, but I was bound by it. The fact that I couldn't stop, I had a problem. Uh, but I got healed. I had grown up with scoliosis, so I had a lot of back pain since I was in probably first grade. And God healed me, and I think he healed me because he wanted to set me free. And if I had the pain, then I couldn't be set free because I'd just get back on pain medicine. Um, so I came back to this church. I had people that prayed with me, went through some deliverance, but that was just the beginning. So I got freedom there, but it wasn't until I decided, God, like, I'm all in. It doesn't matter how hard it is. It's not about me. It's all about him. And... I just dug deep, realizing that so much of the reason I was bound, because I was so lost. Like, I didn't know who I was in God. I didn't know God loved me. Like, I knew he loved me, but I didn't feel his love. I didn't feel love from anybody. I didn't know what really love was. Um, I think that so much of us are like, we, we stay stuck in this mentality, which was me, of Knowing I'm loved, knowing God's good, knowing God's a healer, knowing he's all these things, but do we really know it? Um, so I just went through this journey of finding out who God said I was and, and realizing all the lies. God showed me this vision of me with all these walls around me, and each brick re represented a lie that I had believed about myself. And I asked the Lord, I said, how do I remove these bricks? And he said, you, you replace it with the truth. And so digging down, finding the truth. But, you know, I used to look at people that I would see, for instance, Pastor Mike or Faith, these people in the church that you see and think, why don't I have that relationship with God? Why isn't my relationship like that? And I even got mad at God, like, what's so wrong with me? Like, why can't I feel that connection with you? But it wasn't that God didn't want that for me, but I had him shut out. And going through freedom and, and deliverance and all of these things just made it to where I was able to start realizing my identity in Christ. It's, it's what it's all rooted in. If you don't know who you are and who God says you are, then you don't know when the enemy is, is lying to you and you believe it. Um, so I, I'm so thankful for this church. I'm thankful that, um, you sh that it showed me there was more. It wasn't just a God, uh, you know, that, that it's just rules. And, but there's a God who wants to know me, and he loves me, and I'm the one that he loves. Like, if nobody else loves me, God loves me, and that's enough. Um, so, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Let's pray. Come, Christy. Let's lift our hands towards Kristen. 
Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just say more, Lord. Come on, I even know there's always more. And Lord, we just thank you for what you've done. Lord, we thank you for what you've done, and not just her, but in her marriage, in her home, with her boys, with her kids. Father, for their household. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for um, the, Lord, the anointing you've put on her life, Jesus. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the, this story. This is just one, one of many times, God, that people will hear this story about freedom and hope. God, I thank you that we are called to be a hope to the world. So, Father, I thank you that a Christian shares with anyone, not just in this context, but in any context, Lord, hope is just released into that place of fear and despair. So, Jesus, we just thank you for what you've done, and we honor you for it, and we say more in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it up for Kristen. And last but not least, I'll let that applause go on. My man, my brother. See, most of y'all don't know that I'm, I'm half Hispanic. So it's like my brother Juan over here. We're basically the same, right? Just look at us. <laughs> Just kidding. Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah. So I'll start it with Anthony. That's why I'm letting him be the last one here. I was praying. I was like, man, I had, I've got like three, three messages and sermons that I've had on my heart for a while to preach over the next few weeks. And I felt the Lord say, why don't you just call a few people up that, that I've really ministered to. And, uh, man, God's really been ministering to this man in a mighty way. And it's super encouraging. We're just both almost in tears in the foyer the other day while he's doing some work. And um, how many of you know that's normal? How many of you know a manifestation of the Holy Spirit is tears? You know, my kids haven't got it yet because they're always like, are you sad? Like, why are you? And I'm like, no. But they're like so confused. One day they'll get it. Um, but anyways, it's all kind of started. God's like, let Anthony share. So he's just going to share. Uh, you got, you know, at least 10, 15 minutes just to share. A lot of the stuff you've been sharing with me. You, you totally got it, man. If you know Anthony's not much of like to get up and talk for everybody, he's a little nervous. You're going to do just fine, man. We love you. Everybody just look at Anthony and say, we love you. You got it. <clears throat> they say uh, don't pray for patience because he'll put you in a position to be patient. Well, don't pray for, uh, to be bold in his name for the Lord because he'll put you in a position to be bold. Um, so, uh, I come from a family of uh, immigrant parents, so I was uh, always taught to work hard, be ambitious, uh, you know, uh, always uh, keep your, your nose to the grindstone, and... Uh, so I've done that all my life. I've been very ambitious, uh, very hardworking, uh, so ambitious that I've always tried to move up in the business area or work-wise, uh, always, uh, let me preface it. Uh, so, I started working at a really, kind of like a young age, 13 years old, I started going to work for my dad. And when I, and I didn't really like it because I would always have to, every time I developed a skill, I'm in construction in the trades, 
or did something that I thought was good, there would always be an issue. There would always be like, you could do it better. You can do it faster. You know, so I was like, okay. And I know he thought he was being encouraging, but in, in my head what he was saying is, you're not good enough. Get better. You know, get better. Work at it. And so that's how I lived my life for a long time, to the point where I would move up, quit a job, go to a better one, quit a job, go to a better one, make more money, make more money. And when that wasn't enough, uh, I started selling drugs, make more money. And when that wasn't enough, I started building grow rooms. And for you that don't know that, that's where you grow the pot indoors and went from Closet size, garage size, warehouse size. Always wanting more, working hard. Um, get in trouble, you know, uh, receive two felonies, can't get a good job now. So I end up, all right, well, I have to do it on my own. Once again, I'm, uh, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. That's what I always said. I'll figure it out. And uh, end up moving to Kentucky thinking, hey, this will be easier. You know, real estate's cheap. Uh, there's not so much red tape because I come from Los Angeles, from California. And it'll be easier to start a business there because I got to do it on my own. Nobody's going to give me a job anymore. Um, so... I come to Kentucky, uh, and I work hard, try to start a business, realize, I try to I buy a house, the junkiest house, needs the most work. That's really hard. Uh, you know, try to start a business here, and it's actually difficult for me. I feel like, you know, I start like, Kind of blaming the city, like there's no workforce, there's nobody that can help me. I have, I don't have my family, I don't have my friends. Like I gave everything up, uh, and then uh, you know I start just start thinking, you know, like I just keep forging through, just keep going, keep working, it'll happen. Keep working, and it'll happen. Well, nothing's happening. Nothing is happening, and so. I'm growing miserable, I'm growing tired, I'm, and I start feeling so alone, just so alone. And I was like, I need, a, I need something. So then I get a, a phone call, it's my sister, and I'm just kind of condensing it because it would take forever to explain everything. And she offers me a business opportunity moving somewhere else. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is a sign from the Lord. But I, so I go to my wife and I tell her, hey, they, they want to start a business. I think it would be really good. We get to move out of here because it's not working for me. Um, and honestly, I just felt so alone for the most part. And just tired, so tired. And so I was like, you want, 
you want to do it? Let's do, you know, because I'm game. I'm done. And uh, she was like, well, I don't know. I don't really want to move. My family's here. Let's pray about it. And I was like, okay, well, let's pray about it. Um, and then people, would, I would tell people, and they'd be like, well, ask the Lord. See what he tells you. Ask the Lord. See what he tells you. See if he gives you a sign. And I'm like, ask the Lord. I've never heard from the Lord. Never. I've never seen a sign. I never heard from him. I mean, I knew about him. I didn't know him. And I was like, well, it ain't going to happen because she's not willing to budge. And I didn't receive any word, any sign or whatnot. A few months later, we start coming to this, this church. And, and, and I've been in church before. I grew up Catholic. And then I became a non-practicing Catholic. And I went to church with my wife. And she, she went to spirit-filled churches and... You know, they would speak in tongues, and that'd be like fake news. You know, like, they would like, uh, you know, prophesy. I was like, I've seen the mentalist, right? Like, uh, you know, just like, I was a skeptic, and I didn't believe. I knew God existed. I knew Jesus was real, but I just knew about him. I didn't really know him. So then, you know, I start asking people, well, spiritual people I know, like, how do you hear from the Lord? How do you know he's talking to you? How do you know he's talking to you? Like, how? Like, well, you just do. Or he'll give you a sign or, like, you'll just know. I was like, that's not helping me at all. You know? And so I was just like, Okay. Then we start going through this uh, freedom class. And uh, they start talking about living from the tree of life, developing a relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And I was like, okay, well, I'm tired. I'm alone. And I'm done. So let's give it a shot. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'm all in. Let me hear from you. Let me know you exist. Let, let me hear you. So I, I would just pray. And uh, one day I did hear him. I was, I was struggling. I needed some help with uh, a job. It was, I was going to be painting some tall walls on a hardwood floor. I was going to be pretty, pretty high on the extension ladder. Needed somebody to hold the ladder for me. Um, and uh, I was like, well, I'll call around and see if anybody's available. And uh, of course, I call. Everybody's busy. Nobody's available. I was like, man, this is going to be you know, I'm afraid this thing's going to slide, slide out and I'm going to end up on the floor. Uh, I was like, well, I'll figure it out. I'll pray and just go for it. We'll see what happens. And as I'm driving, he starts speaking to me. And this may, may seem like pretty trivial, but like he shows me like a rubber mat. 
And so I'm like, hmm, I don't even know, like, what kind of rubber mat or whatever. So I keep driving, ignore it. I get to the job site. As I'm walking in the door, I hear it again. Go get a rubber mat, put it under the ladder, and it won't slip. It's like, it's brilliant. <laughs> like, thank you, Lord, for that nugget of wisdom. You know, I was like, this is from the Lord. I started hearing him. I was like, it, wisdom doesn't come from me. Wisdom comes from the spirit. That's why he's the spirit of wisdom. And I just started hearing him. And I was like, okay, well, what kind of mat? I was like, I started thinking about it. I, I can't figure out what kind of mat. There's all kinds of mats. I was just, go to Rural King. And on, when I'm walking through Rural King, in the middle of the aisle, there's a pile of mats this big, rubber mats, on sale. Not only... <laughs> Not only is it right in front of me, but it's on sale, so score. <laughs> and so I go, and, and I put the mat, put the ladder, and I say, thank you, God. And he's all, yes, this, um, you're not alone. He, this was a, significant to me. I took a picture on my cell phone of the ladder, the mat, and on the wall, because it was a, a metaphor that I'm your helper. I'm... You're never alone. And I will never let you fall. You know? And from that point, I mean, I just started like, he would not stop. <laughs> I just kept hearing him and hearing him and having dreams, revelation, everything. And I was a, like I said, I was a huge skeptic, you know, like, yeah, prophecy, tongues, spirit, you know, I, 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 and I was like, but I hear him now. So this is true. Let's see what else is true. And I just started to really like press in and search for him and just, I'm like, like she said, I'm all in. I heard you. I'm all in. Let's do it. And uh, we'll go through the Freedom Conference. I'm feeling good. And then uh, I'm going, there's got to be more. Because now I'm just like, keep feeding me, Lord. Keep, I want it all. I want it all. If it's from you, I want it. And uh, he kept, you know, I... Getting dreams, revelations, word for people. I was like, man, where's this? I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> um, and just link, he was connecting all the links, all the ch like a big chain to me, like just all the links, boom, boom, are connected, just a big chain. Everything was coming together to, for his glory to let me know that he's here. And I don't have to feel alone. I don't have to feel like I'm not enough that he's got it all. I don't have to work for it. I can rest in him. Amen. I can rest in him. And so I wanted to learn more, and I'm sitting on my iPhone, and all of a sudden I get a thought of, like, oh, you know where I, I, I really don't like Taco Bell, but I wonder if they still sell that. 
cravings box. So I'm searching Taco Bell for some reason on my phone. Then I'm like, oh, I got to... <clears throat> Pastor Mike, you know, this is after freedom's over. He always talks about this, the God I never knew, this book, right? And I'm like, well, let me see. So I go search it on Amazon, you know. So the next day after that, I get a phone call from Mike. And he says, hey, what's your address? I got something for you. I was like, okay, well, are you mailing it or what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> my wife's like, is he coming over or what, what, is he mailing it? I was like, I don't know. He just wanted my address. I gave him my address. He shows up eating Taco Bell with the God I never knew in his hands. Everything he works for, he knows what you want. He knows what you need, and he's got it. And uh, I'll end with this, um, just because I was such a skeptic, I think I need to, to say it. Like, so then I'm reading this, and I'm learning about baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being baptized in fire. And I was like, I didn't receive that. I've received everything else. You know, I guess I got to get water baptized. My next step, right? Because I want to receive everything. It's like, okay, I'm going to get water baptized. And then my sister-in-law goes, man, I've seen a change in you, this and that and the other. And I was like, yeah. We, we were at lunch. And then when we left, she's like, oh, I can really see you, like, you know, prophesying and speaking doing all this stuff and I was like yeah that's how I want to go through the water to get the fire to get the power you know and as soon as I leave get in my work truck driving down the, by the bypass I just start my, start my heart just starts to pump and I get this overwhelming feeling my heart's just pumping boom 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 it's like oh man what's going on you know like then my mind goes just almost blank. And I just hear utterances in my head. And I just start to, I was like, well, I, I start kind of saying them. And I got scared. <laughs> I was like, I go home. I was like, okay, I need to put some music on. You know, listen to, uh, the music's not working. I got to listen to some, some good preaching, so... I go to my podcast, try to hit, you know, the love of Jesus. It's not playing. It's not playing. It's like, oh, man, my internet must be down. But then I go ahead, and, it, and I hit one that was underneath it. And it said, speaking in tongues. And, that, and then it went and explained it to me. And at this time, I still can't believe everything that's going on with me that I tell my wife, and I literally, like, just break down crying because I'm like, I don't know what's going on with me. And I just have tears coming down my face. He was just, everything, he was just, whoosh. You wanted it? You asked? Here it is. So I encourage everybody. I encourage everybody. To, to press in, yeah. to seek, ask, and surrender. Wow. Amen. 
And I think that's pretty much all I got. I got more, but I think I'm out of time. <laughs> Stay up here. Come on, man. <clears throat> if you want to know the vision for the Father's house, this is it. Whatever your next steps are, we're all different in this room. Some of you are skeptics, some of you are not. Some of you have been in church your whole life. But I know for sure this is what God is doing here. And I'm going to steal this from Mercy Culture. A slogan they have is that we don't do fake. The three last people who got up here, there was nothing fake. They said, oh, I was an addict. I was, I've been, I'm a felon. You notice how we've been in churches our whole life where there's so much shame around just what you've done, but not in this church. And actually not in his presence. And so I don't know how that ever shifted, but it was never supposed to be. Um, this place is a place of healing, a place of freedom, a place of hope. Um, but that's what God is doing. If God has led you to this place, I promise it's not that you would become a leader in this church, probably. It's probably that you would get set free and healed and delivered. And if you're trying to maybe still figure out a way how you can be visible at the church to feel significant, that's not what God is doing, I promise you. You tell these last three people did not want a microphone. But you see what God does. And there's a scripture I was talking to him about the other day, and we'll end. Uh, worship team, come up quickly. Um, there's that scripture that says, if you search me with your whole heart, you will find me. And this is literally what's happening. And when you say, just like you heard from Kristen, I finally surrendered everything, and then I started seeing change. I finally said, okay, God, I'm all in. Now I started hearing his voice. This is the key for more is surrendering all. If you're waiting, why can't I get there? I promise you, it's not God withholding. It's always us withholding. Always us stepping back with whatever we're holding on to. So um, let's stand to our feet. Let's lift our hands towards Anthony. And uh, uh, is your wife here, Kristen? Is that you? I can't see very well. Yeah, I see over there. Come on down. Price is right. <laughs> Just I had to. It's a lot of. <laughs> Come on down. Uh, I think we're just going to do communion next week, it looks like. <sighs> uh, prayer team, come down. No, 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 it's fine. Don't be sorry. Communion is every day with the Lord, amen? Yeah, can we just stretch our hands? Prayer team, come down as well. Will you have me that little piece of paper behind you that's on there? Awesome. Man, I just feel just so strongly. Christian, uh, I just want to say to you, I just... Um, you're not being left out. <laughs> um, that there's everything that's available for your husband is available for you right now in this moment. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts and callings, Lord, that have been um, even prophesied for just a long time. Lord, I just thank you, God. This is a couple, Lord, a power couple, a powerful couple, Lord. God, I thank you for the, just the gift of hospitality and encouragement on Kristen. Lord, I thank you that her, her ability to talk to anybody is not just something that's her, Lord. It's something from you. 
It's something to connect the body of Christ, to connect people, that, that people just tell her things that would tell her anything. People would tell her this, the craziest things about themselves. And it's not just because of her, it's because of you, Lord. You've designed her this way, Lord, to get people into freedom, into wholeness, that there is a gift on your life that people would lay down their walls, they would, they would, that walls would come down in your presence. So Lord, we thank you, Lord for more. God, I thank you for opportunities, for friendships and lifelong friendships, God, that we were going to see that some of her friends would come to be born again, be radically changed and saved, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father. Family members, Lord, I thank you for a boldness that Anthony has prayed for and he has received. God, I thank you for the filling of the Holy Spirit that is not just that one time in the truck, Lord, but it's even now in this moment, Lord. It was even when he was up here talking, Lord, there's more. There's a feeling and a fresh feeling and a feeling and a fresh feeling and a feeling and a fresh feeling and an overflow, Lord, that you have for all of us, Jesus. God, I thank you for this burning in his heart, Lord, to just, man, there's just such a, like, you're like, man, I want to do something. Man, I got to just get out of these walls. I got to share. I got to talk to somebody, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that this is just the beginning, Lord. Help us as a church and as a church leadership, Lord, to, to help steward and help him steward these gifts, God, and calling on his life, Lord. Man, Lord, just this burning, even just for Hispanic people, Lord, that's on his heart, Lord, um, for workers, God. Father, I thank you that this is just the beginning, that we don't have to. I just feel the Lord saying, you don't, you don't have to know everything right now. Just enjoy what I've been doing. Just enjoy what I've been moving and speaking on. Just enjoy this place. Father, I thank you so much, God. Man, for the freedom groups that they'll be leading. <laughs> Lord, for the wholeness that's coming, Lord. I thank you for their, this business, Lord. We just pray a supernatural favor and blessing on business for him. God, I thank you that he is a skilled worker and craftsman. Lord, I thank you that you would open doors that no man can shut in this city and in this region, God. Even today, even today with people in this room right now that could help him in that way, Father, and connections that need to be made, Father, I pray it happens today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless their, their children. We play, they bless their home. God, I thank you for everything that you're doing. God, it would be a place of restoration. God, I thank you that it's just a new beginning for the Gonzalez family. In Jesus' name. Faith, do you have to say something? Okay. Amen. Come on. Amen. Give it up for Jesus. Hey, and really quickly, before you go, Hey, listen, if you found your way here today and you're not uh, in a relationship with Jesus already, that you've never been born again, that you haven't been saved, or maybe you've been running for years, or maybe you've, you've been saved at one time and ran away from God, today is your day. Before you leave, please come down to the altars. We'd love to uh, have a conversation with you, to pray with you, to see you step into the kingdom of heaven and to the Father's family, amen? So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you need salvation? Say, today's your day. <laughs> awesome. Hey, real quick before you go, just a few things from our prayer team uh, that we believe God wants to heal and touch this morning. How many of you know, even if I don't say it on this list, if you have a problem, please come. We don't hear everything. We don't see everything. Uh, and so if you, have, if you need healing in your body, please come. You can come now. If you need prayer for anything, you can come now. But here's a few things. Uh, we feel like the Lord is highlighting a persistent cough. 
maybe even a month or more of a cough that just can't seem to go away. If that's you, please come and tell us we want to pray and believe God will touch you today. Back pain in your lower lumbar, if that's you, please come. We believe God will heal you today. Left shoulder pain and down your whole left arm. We believe God wants to heal and touch that today. If that's you, would you come? Uh, we also believe that God's restoring relationships and marriages and fathers and sons. So maybe your marriage is struggling and you would be bold enough. Listen, this is the place to find freedom. You grab your spouse by the hand and come down. We believe God wants to touch you today. Also, fear and anxiety that's specifically keeping you awake at night. It's hard to sleep. Just the fear of doom or something that's keeping you awake at night. This is something I've dealt with for 15 years myself personally that God has recently began to really break through in my life. If that's you, would you come? We believe the Lord wants to touch you today. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are any of those you? Say, let's go. We just lift our hands to heaven one last time. Jesus, I thank you for who you are. We thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body. And God, we thank you for every testimony, even the ones we haven't heard yet, Lord. We ask you for more, and we promise to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, can somebody say amen? Amen. Let's put our hand together for Jesus one more time. Bless you guys. Have an awesome day. Go enjoy yourselves. If you need prayer, please come.